Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to another episode of Auto Save. My name is Nick Andrade, and I'm here with my co-host Camille Salazar Hadaway. And today we are continuing our dive into God of War PS4. I forgot to mention in the last episode, Cam, that it was episode 50 of Auto Save. This is episode 51, but what? we did not talk about it. We have gone through 50 plus episodes of Auto Save. I'm very proud of everything we've accomplished so far, and I'm happy that we've gone through 50 episodes together on this journey through video games. That's a lot of episodes. It is. It's almost a year worth of episodes, if you count, you know, weeks of the year, and it's been a lot of fun so far, and this is probably a perfect game to do these 50 episodes on God of War. Before we get into what happened last week, I just want your honest opinion on you've been playing this game maybe what two times three times have you played this game i've been around uh no i played it once this is my second playthrough of the game and i'm enjoying it i forgot a lot about things that happened and i'm preparing for ragnarok so it's good refresher of you know what happened <laughs> so i'm enjoying it also like you know me i play games for the story which means sometimes i don't 100 in like 20 present them by getting all the chests and boxes and stuff. So I'm trying to make an effort here. That is my goal through this playthrough. Again, it's a great refresher, as Cam said, as God of War Ragnarok is coming out at the end of the year, barring a delay to 2023, which seems like all games are doing so far this year. It may happen. And you know what? If it happens for the right reasons, let it happen. Uh, on last week's episode. Welcome to Alfheim, gentlemen. Think you can spot the light? I can barely see it. Something's wrong. See that column of light on the horizon? It's housed in the heart of a ring temple. We'll find what we need there. No. No, no, no. Damn it, not yet. What's happening? <sighs> <sighs> 
To restore the Bifrost magic, you must step into the light. But be very careful not to get your back. She's not dead, is she? Not likely. Come. But make sure you yeah. go to the light and do this. Step into the light. The witch is giving us so many instructions to the point where I just want to say, "She's a witch. Burn her." <laughs> so you would be a part of the mob. <laughs> that's what, that's what you're telling me right now. <laughs> Or I would be like in the crowd, like you know how they're maybe congregating to like burn the witches. Yeah. I And she was like in the crowd and I'd be like, I heard that she cast a magic spell. That's her right over there. And then <laughs> they end up taking her into custody and burning her too. Because you know what? I don't trust her right now is what I'm trying to tell you. We've talked about it multiple okay, times. Okay, so not, not all witches. Not anyone who's accused to be a <laughs> witch. All, just this particular witch, to clarify. <laughs> it's not just sending anyone to burn at the stake. Only this saying. witch right here. Okay. It seems that she's just telling us too many things, and Kratos should know better that he's being used. I was thinking about this. What is he going to do, though? He's going to be like, eh, no, I'll take the black smoke, and hopefully that gets me to the goal at the top of the mountain. Yeah, I guess she's helping us get something that we need. But Yeah, but I don't think he trusts her at all. I think no. he's just like, oh, I'll go around along for the journey because we have like same interest right now. Kratos doesn't trust her right now. And also, she knows that he is a god and that he should probably tell Atreus what's going on because there's a lot going on. Also, she gets zapped up back to Midgard because uh, she has a little thing with the gods who don't trust her either. There's a lot going on there. I do want to mention before we get into this episode as well, we have our tally. Yes. Of good parent, bad parent with Kratos and Atreus's good kid, bad kid that we are pointing out so far right now after two episodes Kratos has been a good parent six times and a bad parent only twice. So we've been really good on Kratos lately. And then Atreus, well, you can tell our maybe bias. He has been a good kid once and a bad kid four times so far. We should just add another point right now. We know it's coming. Like, I mean, just save us time. <laughs> I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think some bad parenting is due for Kratos right now. I think he's uh, skating by two much uh, on this week's episode we are covering chapter four the light of all time question for today what is one magic ability you would like to have if you were a witch oh well i don't want to be a witch i thought you meant like a, all norse mythology i'll tell you a little bit about a creature that. that we're gonna see in this no no i'll leave it for later but for now i guess if i'm a witch I would love the power to leave Midgar. I mean, <laughs> not to be stuck in one place, not to be imprisoned in one place. But besides that, I would just like the idea of summoning food at any will or like just. Whoa, know. look at that. Yeah, That's I good. just want food all the time. Like pizzas. <laughs> Does the Norse realm have pizzas? They should. If I was a witch, I would bring I would I would introduce pizzas to the Norse realm. Imagine pizza, like Norse pizzas. What would they, they would have like anchovies on it. And you know, that, that boar, that, that boar oh, that's yes. one of its kind would be on the it. The magical yeah. boar. Yeah. Yeah. 
How about you? What power would you have if you were a witch? Mine, and I always say this with like superpowers, and I always wanted super strength if I said I was a superhero. However, now lately I've just been saying I want to have the power of teleportation. Ooh. So that I could travel the world and do whatever. Like in my old age, I used to love going on planes. I'm talking like I'm six years old. I I used to love going on planes. And now the longer the plane ride, the more antsy I get. There's only so many episodes of The Witcher that I can watch, especially with the nudity in it. It's kind of weird to watch in the airplane, which I did, trying to hide it. But (laughs) I wish I could just teleport everywhere so I would not have to go by plane and I could just go zoop and I'm in Australia. Zippity-doo, yeah. That would be nice. I fall asleep on planes very quickly. So as long as the people next to me don't mind snoring and drool coming out of my mouth, I'm good (laughs) for long plane rides. I love them. The last time I went on, uh, an old man slept on my shoulder, which was, uh, was couldn't do anything about that. No, and then I body checked him and elbowed him in the face. (laughs) Just kidding. Then you closed yourself off to him. I, I, I am the Kratos of the airplane. That is who I am. I am Kratos of the airplane. Oh, by the way, before before we get into the gameplay, before we get I had into the episode for the fourth time, yes, go I ahead. know. But the voice actor of Kratos, Christopher Judge, was he always Kratos or no? I can't. No, I think he should be though. He's he's a great voice actor, he, by the way. Such a good actor. Such a great actor. Uh, Atreus eh, maybe a little too bratty, but uh, we'll get into chapter four after the break. And finally talk about things that matter and not airplanes. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Autosave. And it's now a race to get the light of Alfheim. And there's some weird pod things that I needed to ask you right away. I don't know what they are. They're like these tentacle light glowy thingies that are throughout the chapter and I have no idea what they are. It's kind of giving me Stranger Things vibes when they go into the- Oh, the upside down. The upside down. Yes, the upside yes. down. It reminds me of those like the, the tentacle things. I don't know. I just thought they were like roots of the tree. They're very organically like squishy and gross. They are. And they make that sound every time you hit them with jacks like- Yeah. I don't know what they are, but they are throughout this <laughs> chapter. There's so many of them. But we start with some more hieroglyphics that say the eternal war of light, which probably doesn't mean anything good for us. But we find out there are dark elves and light elves, and they might be fighting in a war. They don't really explain too much of this. It is kind of confusing, but we'll wade through this a bit. But we are fighting the dark elves predominantly in this chapter uh, how do you feel about fighting these elves? Again, I feel like every chapter we get into, the enemies are getting predominantly harder, and this is the same for the Dark Elves. Well, the Dark Elves fly, right? And these are the creatures I was saying that I would want to be. I would want to be a Dark Elf because they also remind me of the Avatar characters from the movie, James yes. Cameron's Avatar. <laughs> um, but they look cooler and they fight really cool too. So I would want to be a dark elf. But I mean, they are pretty annoying. <laughs> and I guess people would describe me as annoying too. So maybe I fit that category. No, you're not well. annoying. Who said that? I'll fight them. Know. How dare they? I don't know. You said my singing was horrible. I didn't say episode. it was. But anyways. I just said it reminded uh, you, me of you your were, singing. You, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay. I'm sorry. Creepy singing creature. Anyways. Let's continue on with the episode, Nick. So yeah, I mean, these Dark Elves, they could fight. It's definitely an upgrade in terms of difficulty because they fly as well. And Kratos has Leviathan. So like you also have to time it, right? Like if you miss with Leviathan, then you have to like wait for it to come back and then hit again. But I, I like this upgrade of difficulty because it doesn't seem unbearable yet. Like it seems manageable. Like once you get through a couple fights with them. And they all have those different attacks. Like there are ranged ones. There are ones that fight you melee, ones that are fight for you mid-range, all that. I really like that aspect as well. But guess what? Somehow Sindri is here in this realm. <laughs> Where the F did these wars come from and why are they always around? I get that it's nice that we can change our gear up every time. But I'm telling you, I might trust them less than the witch. Right well, but we know what, what they're using to travel. We know that they're using this technology from the last chapter to travel so i trust them more because i know i know it's not a mystery well officially we know brock does the travel but not century and also why are they brothers and one is blue and one is not maybe they're half brothers or something nick oh, okay nick right. i'm sorry don't close them off to a box not all dwarves have to be blue <laughs> All right, well, after we break our boat free from those, what what should we call these weird tentacles? I don't want to call them weird tentacles throughout the, the whole episode. Uh, I thought they were roots from the tree. Okay, roots. Boom. They're going to be roots from now yeah, on. Squishy roots. We'll call them squishy, squishy 
roots. Uh, Kratos asks Atreus if Faye has ever talked about the realm to him and this kind of stuff within this Alfheim. Atreus does say the elves are always fighting over the light, which is where we're trying to go. But he also, it's weird because he, he talks like, again, Kratos was never around. I know we talked about hunting for a long time. Maybe he's going out. But it almost seems like their relationship is almost non-existent. Mm, and yeah. to me, it's strange. And then all of a sudden, Faye is dead. And now they're trying to kind of pick up the pieces. Well, I don't know if it was a situation maybe Faye and him had a fling and they got married, then he went off to battle maybe, and then he just never came back because he doesn't want to be a burden on his family, brooding, brooding Kratos, and like that's why they don't have a relationship. But yeah, it seems like their the relationship is like almost non-existent because it's not even like Kratos was there and maybe just absent in the upbringing of uh, Atreus and like not hands on with that because you would have still witnessed Faye telling Atreus things even if you weren't helping like in his like upbringing right so it's weird that he has to ask these questions or maybe was it that Faye and Atreus had to be sent away somewhere like there's so many things I just so many options. it's very confusing but I think as well we what's more important to note here is that Kratos is to me, seems like he has not been in this realm for too long. Or he's still mm. learning about this realm because he right. heavily relies on the knowledge that Atreus has. So as Atreus relies on his father to kind of protect him, even though he may not be asking for that, Kratos is relying on Atreus to navigate these new situations with you know enemies and topics that he's not he doesn't know about. I also think it seems like Kratos has been in hiding for a very long time. Again, I think it's really important for him to hide his past. But up next... Oh, Cam, do you hear that? What? Oh. Huh? That's weird. I thought I heard something. Huh? Again, I said nothing. Wait, this one you said something. What is it, boy? Voices. You don't hear that? I hear nothing. Mm. It's going away now. It was screaming. Lots of voices. Angry. You really didn't hear that? No. It felt... evil. It felt mm. evil? Oh. That's not a good thing. Talking to snakes. Hearing things, feeling the evil. Mm -mm. Yeah, I. Uh, it's not a good thing that Atreus uh, is hearing voices, especially yes. if they're evil ones. Again, this is all a mystery that is surrounding all of these characters, which I really enjoy. But Atreus, I don't know. Who is Atreus? It's very interesting, but maybe we'll find out. Kratos is also hell-bent on not talking to anyone or dealing with anyone, and I have to pinpoint this because it is a breath of fresh air <laughs> that your main character doesn't want to talk to anyone because guess what? All the gaming is the main character talking to every NPC all the time. Meanwhile, that's Kratos true. is just like, nah, I don't want to talk to nobody. Yeah, that's true. I It is refreshing. 
Uh, because, like, at this point, I feel like a lot of games for tutorials or, like, for the first few chapters, it's a lot of getting the knowledge of how to operate and, like, talking to the NPC, the NPC telling you these details about this Norse realm, like, with the dark elves and the light elves fighting. Like, I feel like that's something you would hear from an NPC. But Atreus, I think having Atreus in this game as your companion has taken the need for that game mechanic, like that education to happen through NPCs and literally we're, well, yeah, it's still an NPC, but it's like a NPC that has a purpose in the larger story. It makes me think too, is like this game just dropped us right in. It didn't babysit us. It didn't like sugarcoat anything. It kind of just dropped us right into this environment and let's go. And yes, the difficulty increases over time, but it feels like it's never holding your hand. Yes, I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, So our boat gets closer to the light. And there's a point here where Atreus is so pure saying, this is such a beautiful place, but war makes it ugly. While Kratos fires back and says, you see with the eyes of a child in war, a soldier sees beauty only in the blood of the enemy. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and give bad parenting point here to Kratos uh, for being an absolute creep. (laughs) That is fair to say, uh, you know, you are in control. This is your episode. You're hosting. You're in control of the points here. And I agree with you. This is such a random thing to say, especially because we were like, oh, Kratos, he's trying to protect his son, you know, because it's the harsh world of Norse mythology and lots of creatures going after him. But this is the moment where we see like the old God of War just like piercing a light, like one stream of light through of the beauty of combat uh, and how much like Kratos still loves it, right? Like he still isn't necessarily shying away from combat because a part of him enjoys it. Yeah. You know what? I thought maybe he's been shying away of being that kind of war hero in terms of like wanting to, you know, to shed blood, basically. It seems like he doesn't want to as much, but then you hear quotes like that and you think, okay, maybe Kratos hasn't changed as much as I thought he would anyway. But as we move to the ringed temple, we fight more dark elves. We use the chains around to align this golden X. I don't know how to explain it properly, but like there's the the ring temple, we have these uh, kind of uh, rolling chains that we have to move. It turns into this symbol of an X, and then we have to go over with our boat to find out what it is. Atreus says it's a rune, and then we find out some more information and go back to the main bridge to find out it's not working properly, which seems like a huge topic within a lot of this game is a lot of things aren't working properly well i mean okay firstly nothing is gonna work properly when they're building these gears right next to like roots of trees that are just gonna grow over the gears you gotta you gotta really like dig that out put some dirt put some stone limestone so those roots can't grow you know My gardening tip of, you know, if you're ever building gears, runes or whatever it is in your garden, just try not to have trees that keep growing over it because then it (laughs) won't it won't turn. It won't turn. Uh, So we head over to the landing area uh, that shows us, according to Atreus, an elvish rune. uh, And he explains. What does it ask? Without me or within me, death is sure. Yet within you, I am life most pure. Yep, it's water, all right. 
Boy! It was the voices again, but different voices, less angry. They were asking for help. We are here for the light. I do not care who they are, nor what they want. You never care about anything. You have something to say? No. Uh, so this time Atreus hears different voices uh, asking for help, uh, but Kratos doesn't care. So bad parenting. Fine. I mean, okay, fair. You gonna be too harsh? No, you are being. Th this is fair. This is fair. I mean, okay. My thing is though, Atreus. He's like, you don't care about anything. Nothing. I didn't say anything. Don't worry. I didn't say anything. <laughs> You're hearing voices. You're not saying what you feel. But he's a not kid. Not speaking okay? openly. I guess so. He's a he's child a who hears kid. voices in his head. That doesn't boy well. It's almost like the kid in a scary movie who draws yeah. those scary drawings. <laughs> drawings? Yeah, yeah. What's that, or Tommy? Like just, or th that says they're here. You know, like yeah. that kid. <laughs> they're here. But after that, after the rune, uh, we unlock a pathway through some water. We fight some more heavy-duty elves. Again, you have to be more strategic in your fighting because they're, they have at least all different attacks. Uh, we get into this trench that I can only explain. It looks like one giant honeycomb as we go through it. It might have been like infested by insects. I'm not entirely sure. Are the elves, they almost feel like, especially with their wings, feel like almost like bees. So maybe it's them. There's some Nornir chests to get, some cool puzzles as well where the floors lift up and down and you have to kind of strike bullseye in order to stop it honestly there's there's some really cool levels and puzzles within this chapter that we can't get into detail because there's so many but i don't know if there's one specifically that you have in mind but overall like it's been a pretty cool ride for puzzles and i i, I figured them all out myself thank you very much woohoo nick point for nick thank you um atreus also said he heard his mom's voice which is also mm. concerning i don't really know what's going on with that I mean, like, is Faye maybe connecting with him from another realm? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, is or she, is this is just she... a kid that suffered a lot of trauma? Yeah, maybe he's just crazy. We get ambushed at one point by some dark elves. Kratos activates oh, his Spartan rage. Yeah, it's really cool. He goes ham on the elves. He also crushes, like, this giant stone. Yeah, and then he throws it. Yeah, he throws it. He throws it as well. My favorite part, though, is when he, he throws the Leviathan axe. Yeah. So, like... He goes into Spartan Rage. Mm -hmm. He like hits the two elves close to him because one of them takes Atreus. Yeah. And then he throws the Leviathan axe like in the middle, dead center in the forehead of the oh, <laughs> dark yeah. elf that has Atreus. It's so good. So good. It's so like bloody this game, but in the right ways. I mean, the cutscenes are so beautiful. What I also noticed too is Kratos, for as much as he complains about Atreus, like you can tell that he he does love and care for him. Because whenever he is in harm's way, he freaks the fuck out. Yeah. At one point fighting the elves, we do accidentally awaken an ancient who is kind of hard to kill. It's almost the same as another enemy that we fought, except this time it has this giant laser beam that shoots out of its chest. And you kind of have to dodge it as you attack it through there. And as that happens, it drops orbs that you have to throw it added and it, it detonates i didn't get this right away i was just trying to i died a few times because i didn't realize that there was a strategy involved with it 
Well, I think what's really hard about this battle is that you have the Dark Elves and then you have this ancient that has like a arc reactor in it, like Iron Man, pretty mm-hmm. much. And it's just shooting those beams. <laughs> but then the the Dark Elves, like you have one of them that's like a brute and like it's just like in your face all the time. So I died here too. I really do like the Iron Man reference, by the way. Uh- <laughs> I think that really, that explains it really well when I'm not very good at explaining a lot of things. Uh, and then... So it seems like we always constantly need to find a way up, a way down, a way sideways. It's almost like a fetch quest at the same time. But I honestly, I haven't got to the point where I'm annoyed of it yet um, because the fights are are keeping it interesting for me. And this is like my second playthrough. So I know this is happening or like coming up. Right. So it's like, yeah. So we light up the bridge. Once we get and ascend up to the blue door of the Ring Temple, of course, it is locked. Uh, so we have to find our way through again. There's some more cutting down of the roots. I called them roots finally. And as we make our way through, we get closer and closer and closer to the light of Alfheim. But this time in dramatic fashion as we fight through an army of dark elves. The light! It's making the whole temple reappear. It's the source of all of it. Wait, it's, it's singing. I hear, I hear her. I told you I heard her. Do you think she's in there? Ah, ah, oh, that really hurt. I felt like my hand was on fire. Stay here. But I Stay go- here. We use it as a last resort. You're giving me your axe? I'm letting you hold my axe. It is not a gift. Still. So I'm going to give a good parent point here to Kratos for doing the deed and not letting Atreus walk into the light, which seems dangerous. Yeah, it seems dangerous, but I just love it. (laughs) Good parent point for Kratos, but I love the fact that he's also like, it's not a gift. Yeah. And like sounds very annoyed (laughs) that Atreus thought it was a gift. Oh my gosh, I love it. Uh, So again, Atreus has the axe to protect him while Kratos goes into the light and he ends up in this weird dark place. He's like grayscale, almost like a dream sequence. And as he walks through, he actually hears the words of Atreus to whom we think, I thought at first he was talking to his mom and then I realized I think this is Atreus's thoughts or him while he's to himself talking to his dead mom because it seems like he's saying a lot of things 
about how he feels about Kratos and how Kratos doesn't trust him. Kratos thinks maybe he doesn't like him or thinks he's different or is frustrated by him not doing enough, blah, 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 blah. We hear those thoughts from Atreus, which... He's aware. I I feel like this is not a surprise. Like, I don't feel like this is a surprise for Kratos. I think it's just more like of a way for us as the player to, like, understand the relationship further like i feel like kratos is very well aware of what atreus thinks of him and atreus is very well aware of what kratos thinks of him but again it does beg this question of how long was kratos gone for why was he gone it seems like it was might have been the death that brought him back right yeah that's true Maybe, yeah, he was gone for a long time, and then the death of Faye brought him back, which then I don't get their whole, it seems like he loves her very much, but then he wasn't around for a long time. But I'm sure we'll find out more about that later. While Kratos is still in this light, he's uh, going closer to the quote-unquote light. Faye. Wait. Come back! No! No! What have you done? Why did you do that? I saved you! You are trapped in there! I waited and I waited, but you wouldn't come out! So I pulled you out! Boy! I was gone only... Moments. No! You've been gone a long, <coughs> long time! I didn't know what to do! You left me here! Again! Why don't you care? That's impossible. We should go before they come back. I hope you got what you needed. So, for me, this is the first holy shit moment of the video game. Where I was kind of like, okay, what the F is happening? I mean, when you see the piles of bodies, I'm like, okay, Atreus, I see you, I see you. Um, And like you just see Leviathan in one of their backs, one of the elves' backs on that pile. So it's it's obviously Atreus has that warrior blood in him. It's just like maybe it comes out when he absolutely needs. But how was Kratos in there for so long? Kratos thinks he was, and and us as a player, we're only there for a few seconds, a couple minutes, and that's it. So he feels the same, but then when he comes out, Treyas says that he's been there for a long time. So again, there's this maybe topic of time where mm-hmm. there's something maybe to explore in that situation. But the dead body thing really made me think is like, does Atreus have a power that he doesn't realize? Where he like blacks out and then something happens. Like, you know, I don't think so because, like, if he blacked out, wouldn't he also be in shock and not know what happened? That's true. But how, like, he just killed his first enemy last chapter. You close yourself off so you could survive, right? You got to do what you Okay, but look how many elves he killed. That's what I'm saying. Badass. Point for Atreus. Good son. Good son. Okay. That is a good because it looked like too that Kratos was almost trying to go to the light. Like you know how yeah. we always have these themes of you go to the light and you end up, you know, you've decided death. Yes. I feel like that's where he was going towards, and then Atreus pulled him back out. And wait, didn't the witch also say like 
something about the light and like sending you to the light or something like that. I feel um, I, we're going to have to replay this, it. I don't know. With this near death uh, experience that Kratos had and like. With the witch, like, sending them on this path, I just don't trust it. But Kratos does have the item that the witch gave him in order to recharge Mm -hmm. uh, the Light of Alfheim and the Bifrost. So he now has the power. So he did get that. And that hopefully means that we can go back up the mountain. Then we find our way back to the blue door. Uh, we need to grab some blue light stones here around in order to solve our way to get through. Which you can now move with this new power. Yes, and, and also Kratos gives the ability of the light to Atreus's bow. So now we can also create those new light beam bridges in order to get to new places. Once we get through the door and unlock the door finally, uh, we see a wave of light elves that come in and we need to get to our boat. And this is where I got a little bit frustrated. Really? Because we were finally back at the start of the ring temple, which I was kind of confused. We tried to get in. We tried to get out. We can't get in. So we got to go around. And then this time we go back and then we realize our boat is on the ground floor. So we have to go back down in order to get to our boat. And I was like, come on. <laughs> come on, man. What about this fast travel that the dwarves are doing? This time, though, the, it's like dark and scarier now. Yes. Within. And I feel like we're in prime candidates to get jump scared. So I was I was like going through every <laughs> corner, sensing like, okay, uh, when are they going to come out and scare us? But we basically have to grab these stones with these crystals, carry it to new areas to try to create these new bridges so that we can get our way back to our boat. Atreus keeps mentioning that uh, joke where he's saying, "Are you gonna are you gonna carry are you gonna carry the crystal everywhere?" And Kratos is like, "If I want to, I will." Or something like that. <laughs> now you're a business. But there's some nice banter back and forth uh, between them. There's a difficult Nornir chest here as well with these spinning wheels that you got to figure out. And after that, guess what? I knew it. There's a jump scare with another. Yes. It seemed like a, a boss dark elf that comes and like bear hugs us. Uh, maybe he just wanted a little bit of a snuggle, but it was hard. Yeah. Were you Were you scared at this point? Because I just picture you like closing your eyes, going around every corner now. I don't. Yeah. I don't close my eyes, but I know, like in theaters, if I'm watching a scary movie, which I don't often because I don't like getting jump scared. Like I know, like there is a specific movie where there's like an old lady at the back of a room, and I'm like, I know she's gonna like do that weird like run really quickly and then scare you, <laughs> and be like. Ah! So I knew that was like that I was waiting for to happen here in this game, and and it kind of did because again he like jump scared. He's like, Rah! and then grabs kratos in the dark so i just knew it was gonna dang happen but this boss didn't scare me but he was difficult i found this really hard yes uh his name is savartal liquifer <laughs> i don't know i can't do better how to pronounce his name properly but he's like on speed hacks for me like he is so fast and you have to dodge really quickly it was a difficult fight but how difficult did you find it I, he was just really fast and buff. Like, really, but I really like the design of the Dark Elves, but I don't like fighting them, especially Savartal. 
or whatever uh, this dark elf's name is. It was, I, I died a couple times, actually. Me too. But the fight's really cool in terms of like being in the dark. Like it, it's like light, dark, light, dark. And, and it's really cool in that sense. I think, again, the scenics and the way they designed uh, this game and this battle is really beautiful. However, when we defeat Svartal, in his dying breath, he says something that Atreus understands. And he says... We have made a grave mistake by killing him. That was his dying breath. So, again, like, who knows if it's right or wrong that the elf, we should kill the elf because we think that dark elves are bad. However, Atreus also has a snarky comment uh, to Kratos. I'm going to give him a good kid for being hilarious in this point where he says, (laughs) let me guess, we shouldn't have gotten involved. And then Kratos is like, (laughs) you son of a bitch. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and I think hopefully we see more of this because I just like this back and forth. (laughs) I like the fact that Kratos just has like this annoying kid or this kid that starts off annoying and then we still have to deal with him. But he's ready to like hold his own ground. I love it. I think we do have a prime example right here. Boy, read this. Boy, what's that say? Only time you want to talk to me is when you need to. Do you want to tell me something? I said... The only time you care to talk to me is when you need me to translate for you. If mom was here- If your mother was still alive, we would not be here at all. Atreus. Forget it. Fine. Damn. You tell him, Atreus. Right? Do this. Do that for me. Do this, do that, do this. But he's kind of right. Like Kratos doesn't seem to care of a conversation unless it's like for progression. (laughs) And like as a player, that's what I kind of care. I don't care to engage with the Trace unless I need (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I'm going to give him a good point here for Atreus because he's talking to his dad and he is explaining something that he is frustrated with. He is saying, you only talk to me when you need something, and that's it. Yeah. You know, for a kid as young as him to say something like that. And Kratos does snap back, but then he, we see this a lot where he says something in response and then feels guilty about it almost immediately. He catches himself. Yeah, he catches himself. And like, in this moment, he even explains like to Atreus, like, don't take the silence as a lack of grief. Kratos, as a a father, as a husband, he's going through his own grief, and that's maybe why he likes the silence of this journey, (laughs) which, I mean, I don't blame him. Atreus sounds annoying sometimes. Oh, I I like him. I think you're a little too harsh on him. We finally get to the boat. Uh, We can travel again to different islands. I don't know if you've done this already. I did it previously, where you can kind of go to these different islands and get chests. I have not Fight some enemies. You haven't? Okay. I did that right away, right before these missions. So then I went straight to the main area. You know what? I, I actually, I don't know where I'm going. At this no. point, I don't know if you. I I don't understand. Had an either. issue with it? Yeah, yeah, I don't get it either. I was like on my boat forever, and I wasn't sure if I was going in the right area. And then I realized, okay, maybe we got to go back to the mountain, but it wasn't really specific. So I felt like I was just going ho- island hopping. I feel like this area is for you to kind of explore. Like you're doing the right thing right. by exploring the other islands at this point, and that's why we kind of had that lack of direction right now. There is a specific point where I feel like I was going into the right direction where uh, there's this drawbridge that you have to 
cut down some roots as almost like a puzzle. That one's kind of difficult. Once you get in it, though, there's like this black blob uh, that spits out enemies out of nowhere. Um, these two like giant smoldering things. I'm not sure exactly where they came from, but again, maybe it's some sort of time travel thing. You have to fight them. Again, after that, I kept going around my boat. Again, didn't have any idea where I was going. Well, I mean, you do have some idea. You have the marker, the compass at the top of yeah, the screen. Yeah, but I don't screen. think the marker helped that well. Okay, okay. Because for me, I ended up finding out I was going in the right direction because while I was on the boat, I triggered a cutscene, and that's how uh, I knew okay, that we were okay. on the right that's area. Washing the light. Who? You know. Oh. Not there. I like you wouldn't even care if she was. Mind your tongue, boy! Until our journey is over, one of us must remain focused. Do not mistake my silence for lack of grief. Mourn how you wish. Leave me to my own. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. No. Why would you? You do not know my ways. I know it has not been easy. In the light, I felt only moments pass. If that is of some comfort to you. That's good to know. Really? So... Should we go back to Midgard? Face the Black Breath? Or do you think there's more to see in this realm? Sindri said, Mother was a warrior. Was she in a war too? Of a sort. Her family was decimated by hostile rivals, and she alone survived. She walked the warrior's path. But her war was to live on, to brave an unforgiving world alone. And that's why she has Sindri and Brock to make her the axe? She had the strength to wield such a weapon, and the wisdom to use it for good. She found purpose in protecting the weak. So, she'd help out the elves? No. You're back. I see you've been busy. How observant. I am known for my attention to detail. So we get a really nice cutscene here in terms of Atreus and Kratos almost bonding. I'm giving a point mm -hmm. to both good kid and good parent um, <laughs> because although Atreus gets frustrated with Kratos, Kratos snaps back. They kind of have a moment where they talk things through to almost comfort each other. Yeah. Uh, and then we also find out a lot about Faye. But what did you think about this cutscene? Yeah, this so this is the moment I was talking about before where he catches himself and he's like, you know, don't take the lack of silence as like, you know, lack of grief. But I would say Atreus was pretty out of line. Like you don't even it seems like Atreus also doesn't know a lot about his mother's life. Like the, there's now more mystery about Faye because he Atreus is asking a lot of questions. So, like, maybe it was, like, when, like, a side of Faye that she might have left behind after becoming a mother. 
Because I kind of get this impression like Atreus was just th- not there one moment and then he's here as like a preteen the next. <laughs> like, you know, like he just kind of like came to be and there's no real upbringing of memories with his parents. Again, there's some good backstory with Faye as well. Like re- she was a warrior, but a good warrior where she was protecting the weak, although he strongly says that she didn't help the elves, which makes me think, like, are they both evil? Like Faye? If Faye's evil? No, or? like the light elves and the dark elves, if they're both not good. Oh, or maybe it's not about evil, just not getting involved in others' conflicts, like taking a kind of page out of Kratos's book. Yes. Because, like, now I'm learning, like, it, it's weird because, like, at the beginning, very beginning of the game, you're thinking more like Atreus knows Faye a little bit more than Kratos does. But then now, like hearing Kratos kind of explain or how he reacts to some of the things that Atreus says about Faye, I feel like there's two sides of Faye that she would only let one side her son see and then the other Kratos sees, which seems very similar to Kratos. Like, yeah, you know, even though that one side that he lets Atreus see isn't necessarily nurturing, it's it's more of a protection device for whatever he's trying to protect Atreus from. And then the other side of like Kratos being this warrior, this god it's like that's also what he's hiding. So it's like it seems like Faye was, might have been hiding a side of her as well. That's a great point. Not only hiding it to Atreus, but also Kratos. Again, maybe there's a past with her that we don't know that even mm-hmm. Kratos doesn't know about. Yeah. That's that's also a possibility. But for me, I just I enjoy specifically when Atreus and Kratos start bonding because Kratos doesn't have a great track record with his children, even though he loved his children, even though he loved his family before. I feel like now is almost like a redeeming situation for him, if that makes sense, which again, I feel like he's now a lot more um, wiser than he once was. And I guess maybe that takes back uh, to some old, old age. We end up going back to where the witch left us and disappeared. We go back into the gate where the tree is so that we can head back to Midgard with the light so we can go back and to the mountain and deal with the black breath as we can use our light to go up the mountain. We do unlock it, but that's it for this chapter as we move up the mountain. We finally, Cam, after what seems like a few hours of gameplay, manage to get up the mountain Thank God. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's been a long and exhausting journey and we're only in the few chapters of the game. But I mean, there has to be a good payoff, right? We're at the top. Well, we'll only have to find out next episode. So join us. But before we leave, we'll just break it all down, all our experiences uh, with chapter four uh, on Auto Save. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Autosave. Uh, we kind of did talk about the theories on Faye and Atreus's and Kratos' relationship. It's getting stronger. I really like where it's headed. Time travel. Am I overzealous in thinking that this game has a lot of time travel in it? Is it strange for me to be focusing too much on that at this point? I don't think it's strange to be... Well, I wouldn't... I guess I didn't focus too much on it as well just because I I was so involved in like the mystery of Faye and like just what happened with Kratos rather than the time travel element that we saw earlier. I think I might have even overlooked that. I don't even think I really... It didn't even cross uh, your mind, right? that the first... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't cross my mind. But I mean, we've we dealt with a lot of time travel on the show, so I understand where you're coming from because a lot of games have <laughs> had some element of it. A few things also in this chapter that we might not have mentioned is we can unlock cipher pieces. We get the Yigildrilsils do of cooldown, which is an epic item. There's a bunch of items that we do get... It's not all like we can't, we don't have to buy everything from Sindri and Brock. Uh, we can also find in chests certain items that might be better armor. This is or- why you hold on to the points because they want yes. that's what they that's what Brock and Sindri want you to do. They want you to spend at their shop. Don't give them that satisfaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'm tired of Camille's BS. <laughs> I, I put no no I put I put down I know we talked about this earlier. Uh, you like the looks of the dark elves. I do not like the dark. I dark, do. The look really? Of the dark elves. No, they you look too. Don't. I know what elves look like in my mind, and these guys just don't look like it. Is it is it the wings? Yes, I think so. I love the wings. It's like almost like the wings are cool. Like bumblebees. I'm not really telling her. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sindri also gives us uh, some information about someone named Fafnir. I don't necessarily understand the whole point of the story, but he wants this whetstone that I guess would help him for crafting things and, and sharpening blades or whatever. But he says, if you if you go on this path, 
please retrieve this whetstone. I'll give you this key and you can get items from that. So that's kind of our first almost side quest. Also, Brock gives us a side quest at the end of the chapter as well. Uh, if we want to talk to him on the bridge. Again, I don't know what's up with Brock and Sindri. This is the, where the time travel comes into play. I know they have their, uh, their orbs, but I feel like there's this weird situation with them where they're almost like they feel like they're, I feel like they're dead, but they're alive. If that makes sense. They're dead on arrival. All right. Yes. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm alive, but I'm dead. Yeah. The last thing I want to mention, because we we heard Atreus mention it, and this is the only thing probably in this whole series we'll go through that I'll agree with Atreus, is that it was beautiful. Yes. Th it, this looked beautiful. It was giving me like the first Thor movie, you know, when you're in Asgard and you see all yeah. those bridges and the gold trims and the sun setting. Like it, this looked amazing. Especially like the detail of this game is just so beautiful. It's, we look back at like some of the God of War games before and I know the, the games were on, you know, consoles that didn't have the firepower that the PS4 has, but almost seems cartoonish in a way. Mm -hmm, some of the games mm -hmm. and this one just feels so realistic and so beautiful like they just spent such an amazing time a lot of time on this game yeah. you can tell that you know it's the reason why it's the game of the year and it's not just based on the story but it's also based on how it looks and how it feels and how it plays yeah it doesn't feel clunky at all it feels good like when the axe is meant to be a heavy axe it feels like a heavy axe feels you know like I mean? a heavy axe yeah. yeah yeah which i really like that aspect um cam that's that's it for this episode anything else before we go though no, just uh, don't trust those that could speak to snakes. That's all I'm going to say. I think uh, Cam doesn't like children very much in video games. That's just my opinion. <laughs> up next, though, I'm really excited to find out what is up on the mountain because we've been taking a long time to get there. So I really hope it's worth the wait. And I hope you do, too. Next time on Autosave. Autosave.